This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2381, What Do You Miss? Part two by Greg Audino of gregaudino.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome to OLD, where I read articles to you with permission from the authors, but today being a continuation from yesterday. I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 2380. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. What Do You Miss? Part two by Greg Audino of gregaudino.com. Next, we have question number three, which is, do you miss the comfort of what you thought was security? This one's a little odd, but we often seek out what I like to call an invisible anchor. The invisible anchor is something outside of ourselves that we mistakenly believe will solve a high percentage of potential oncoming problems. So marrying our soulmates will be nice because we'll always have that person to lean on. Getting a significant raise will be nice because we'll always be financially sound. Getting a nice home will be nice because we'll always live in a safe environment, etc. Think deeply about what it is you miss. Maybe it's the loss of one of the things I just mentioned. Do you miss this thing not for the joy that it brought you, but because you were really only using it as a means of believing that it would protect you? Was it more of a crutch and something you only wanted because of a purpose it served? We fear so much about the future that it's easy to fall in love with something that we believe to be a long-term savior. We crave things that we think we will always be able to count on because they provide the illusion of beating the unbearable, spontaneous nature of life. The truth, of course, is that these things can come and go as quickly as anything else, and attachment to them is removal of one's own power. This question in particular is a good window into seeing how reflection can be based very much in fear as opposed to love. Next up is question number four. It shines light on something we're all guilty of at one point or another and is particularly useful to ask when reflecting on relationships of the past. Question number four is, are you missing specks of good times that truthfully existed in a sea of bad times? I don't know if that's worded well. Let me get into it a little deeper. Consider the way you talk to yourself. Many of us make a disgusting habit of highlighting negatives instead of positives, as if to take positives for granted. We do this in a myriad of ways, especially as we become more comfortable in our routines. Experienced athlete, you'll be beating yourself up for making a single bad pass, having completely disregarded every other good one. Experienced waiter, You'll be beating yourself up for messing up one order, having completely forgotten about every other successful one. The list goes on, you get it. The key word, however, is comfortable, because when we're uncomfortable, we'll flip the switch and focus on a few positives as opposed to a huge mass of negatives. What this really comes down to is self-sabotage. When we're in a toxic relationship, for example, whether or not we acknowledge it out loud, it's easy to get to the point where we focus on all the horrible things happening. Down the road, however, if we find ourselves missing that partner or that relationship, it's more convenient to focus on the few good aspects of the relationship and not focus on all the bad that led to the relationship ending in the first place. With whatever it is that you're missing, are you paying a fair amount of attention to what was bad about it as you are to what was good about it? On many occasions, we'd rather solidify a victim mentality and favor how our current situation is worse than it was, allowing us to justify missing it more. 
We have one final question to ask now, and it too pertains to the things we reflect on that we feel went wrong somehow. We have question number five, and that is, do I really just want the opportunity to do it over and conquer it knowing what I know now? So is it really about the thing itself or is it more about our own ineptitude to handle it at the time? This too relates to the ego as does question number one. Many times we're really only reminiscing on the past because we feel we could do it better now. We feel we could prove at least to ourselves that we have the ability to handle that situation better and go back to having a clean or cleaner record. In this case, it's not so much about missing as it is about claiming a sense of power over something that clearly has power over us. There you have it. The commitment to revealing honest, introspective answers to these questions may not eliminate this missing itself, but it will certainly provide better insight into the validity of it. Whether you come up with yes or no answers, you'll be able to shine the light on yourself and armed with better clarity, be driven to take a more deliberate approach to what you miss, whether it be the understanding that you're missing this thing for the right or wrong reasons. Reaffirmed confidence that you miss something out of love can give you the kick in the ass you need to mend the situation as much as it can be mended. Understanding that you miss something out of fear may just be enough to break you free from your pain, reprioritize, and proceed with a happier, healthier life. You just listened to part two of the post titled, What Do You Miss? by Greg Audino of gregaudino.com. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash old. Masterclass.com slash old. And thank you to Greg. The questions he shared remind me of sort of what the practice of meditation leads to. An awareness during those types of moments where we're reflecting or thinking. And that's an awareness that we can lose or might not have to begin with, but that appears through the practice of meditation over time. A friend recently was asking me what tangible benefit I've found through meditation, or at least during that period of time when I was meditating for at least 30 minutes every day over the course of a year or two. And my response is that for me, it opens up gaps between stimulus and thought, and then thought and response. And I'll give you an example because that might sound a little weird. So as a stimulus, let's say you're texting with someone and they respond, really? That can be read a few ways, like, really? That's cool you think that. Versus, really? That's dumb. 
So the stimulus I'm talking about is the text in this case. It's something that appears before you. And often that text will immediately send thoughts rushing through our heads where we may or may not interpret what's being said correctly or incorrectly. But there's a space between reading that text and judging what's being said. Meditation makes that space bigger so we don't immediately judge. Or if we do judge, we realize that we're judging. Then the next gap is the actual thought in our heads, like, oh no, they didn't like what I said. They're being sarcastic. Well, between that thought and then emotions that follow, like anger, sadness, etc., there's a gap there as well that seems to grow with the practice of meditation. But bringing it back to today's post, what Greg is offering is a sort of manual gap in the case of reflection and memories things you can ask yourself that will let you look at it from a different perspective, which can be really helpful in determining whether or not your thoughts and emotions are truly valid. So something to think about today, no pun intended. Have a great day if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.